I do hope this is one of your favorite features. It certainly is one of mine when we talk to inspiring, mostly South Africans, who have done interesting, great and fabulous things. Some who have become multi-billionaires, some who have had great ideas that haven't exactly taken off. But people who are thinking differently about the world of work, thinking differently about the world of innovation and thinking differently about the future of South Africa. I don't know when last my guest this evening had a shower. And because he invented something called the waterless bath. His name is Ludwig Marishani. He's the founder of Headboy Industries. And I have in my hand, um, it is a packet of dry bath, which is about two-thirds the size of an iPhone 5. It is a soft packet, which is filled with a gel, which if I pop the packet... Um, it doesn't make a noise, which is a pity. Um, out, <laughs> out will ooze a gel, uh, which Ludwig Marishani invented. When last did you have a shower? Is that, um, if that's not too personal a question. Two days ago. And have you used your dry bath since then? Yes. I, oh, use, it, I use it about two, three times a week, depending on how busy I am. Okay. I mean, you've got to live your product, I suppose. Yeah. Now, take, take us back to the beginning of dry bath, because um, you, you were at school in, oh, it feels nice. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've that's, just squeezed that, a little that, bit out the that's package. That's exactly what I want my customers to say. <laughs> I've just squeezed a little bit out the package, and it feels a bit like the, the waterless gels um, that you might pick up at Clicks. Mm-hmm. And it smells nice. It's got a bit, I can't specify mint, what the smell is. Mint Minty, and citronella. Yeah? Mint and citronella. Yes. So it's got anti-mosquito properties as well. Yes. Ah, okay. Cool. So this is dry bath. We'll tweet pictures of the dry bath um, packets that come out. But it's a, it's a gel that uh, is squeezed out of a packet, and there's enough in a single packet um, for your to, whole body. For, for even my whole body. Yep. There's enough for, for even vast old me. Um, and and when did you, where did the idea come from? Um, the idea came about about six years ago when I was in the 11th grade. Uh, a friend of mine didn't want to bathe. Uh, we were sunbathing in Limpopo and he happened to say, why doesn't somebody invent something that you can just put on your skin and then you wouldn't need to bath? Um, I thought it existed. So when I did the initial research, I found the closest competitor was a company called No Rinse. They'd been around for about 20 years. But what they essentially did was they used the bucket bathing system as their bath replacement. So if you were an American living in the Western world, camping, etc., you they would give you a soap that you would add to your bucket of water that you'd be washing yourself with. And the difference was that the soap didn't get foamy and you wouldn't need to rinse. Okay. And I thought, no, I wanted to take it a step further. I wanted to eliminate the water and the kneeling and everything But else. you're in rural Mpumalanga at this point? Yeah. How much electricity do you have in rural Mpumalanga at that point? Uh, we've got electricity. We've got water. Uh, the key issue is stability. So I'd say on average about once, or one, once a week, once every two weeks, there wouldn't be electricity or there wouldn't be water. Um, but luckily we had DSTV in the house. I used to read a lot of Fin24. Okay. And that's actually where the business bug really started when I was still in early early high school. Okay, but the, the business bug bit, but how did you do your research then? Because you've got to come up with a chemical formulation for this product. Um, initially, I just did a lot of research on my mobile. Uh, I had a Nokia 6234. A lot of kids will know that as a very loud cell phone. Um, okay, no, you, I'm not a kid. So what is yeah. the 62? Is it an analog it's phone? A WAP, it's a WAP-enabled phone. Okay. You'd call it a feature phone. That's what All they right. call them these days. Um, so with that cell phone, I did a lot of my research on online, Wikipedia, etc. I did high school science. I did nine subjects in high school. So I had a thorough understanding of the basics, pH levels, toxicity, yeah. etc. And I wrote the formula on a piece of paper after about six months of research. And I said, hey, if somebody actually combined these things, they would work. Had no money to actually make it. I had an so you of- had a theoretical plan. Yeah. 
Okay, but and you kind of and you you were confident in your theory because you'd done the research, but you hadn't actually tested anything yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you got a piece of paper with a recipe. Yeah. Okay. I had a tight budget of about fifty rand a week allowance. That was actually my lunch money that I was spending on all these ideas. <laughs> then I'd ask my mom for an extra fifty to go to the internet cafe every now and then. And it took actually three years from conception of the idea to actually being able to make a sample. It was only after we were we won our first university competition while at UCT in first year that the money got paid out in second year. It was 20,000 rands, and we finally had enough money to make the sample. So for three years, I was punting this product, but I'd actually never touched it. And, and, and nobody nobody come to you and said, we've got a lab, let's put these things together and let's see if it works. No, that's actually... Part of the, the challenge you have, I mean, the idea was quite crazy back then. I mean, yeah. now we've got the marketing insight. We know how to position it to customers, et cetera, et cetera. Back then it was just, hey, I've got something that makes you not bath. And a lot of people weren't getting it. And it's ironic because I talk to a lot of peers now and they haven't necessarily even started their businesses yet. They've had decent ideas or shown a lot of leadership credentials and they've had great benefactors just pick them up and say, hey, I'll pay for you to go to America to go attend this program. I'll pay for you to get access to this lab and work on these different ideas. And I feel like, hey, we've been working and hustling for years <laughs> and we have yet to find a benefactor. Did you ever drop a business plan? Yes, I drew up a business plan. And how did um, you write that business plan? I uh, wrote it in metric. Uh, it was 40 pages, 8,000 words, typed on my Nokia 6234. With your thumbs? With my thumbs. Um, I, re- I wrote it with pen and pencil first, about okay. two, two drafts. My mom had to tell me if it was neat first. And then after that, I <laughs> uh, transferred it onto the phone. Actually, the coolest feature on that phone was the fact that it could copy-paste. So I could copy the stuff I was writing in the MMS layout and email it to myself and be able to edit it at the Internet Cafe. But even with basic technology, it's extraordinary that the impact of technology had on the evolution of a, a, a scientific product. True. I mean, the product is it's great. We've, we've come a long way. So after that three years of making the first prototype, I remember it worked, but it flaked on the skin after it dried. So that's when we re- uh, recruited Dr. Henny Duplessis, the chemistry buff. He's actually a rocket scientist by profession. A proper real rocket scientist. A real rocket scientist who works for Arms Corp and started making lotions in the 1990s. Um, 20 years experience. Awesome guy. Uh, he came on board and he takes care of all the product development and now I can firmly say we've got the best bath substitute and product on the market. Ludwig Marachan is the founder of Headboy Industries. If you want to give him a call, give him a call right now on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. We're talking about Dry Bath, a South African innovation which had a very slow birth and finally is getting some support. Uh, and Ludwig Marachan is making headway as the head of Headboy this evening on The Money Show. How does it actually work? I mean, you've got a combination um, of chemicals and citronella and um, you put it together into a packet and you give me something which my hands smell peachy, clean and gorgeous. So essentially we started with research uh, that told us why people feel clean, what makes people feel clean. So we assumed they had to get underwater to feel clean. And when we did the experiment and said, hey, would you shower and still come out smelling the same? And would you feel clean if that was the case? And a lot of people said, no, I wouldn't feel clean. So it turns out that odor is actually the big determinant of whether a person feels clean. That's just about the reason why most people bathe, even the lazy ones. <laughs> so essentially what, like dry bath, yes. what dry bath is, is it's a gel that you put on your skin, just like a normal lotion. You apply it over, all over your whole skin. You wipe yourself with a wet cloth, and it effectively removes full body odor for the whole day, making you feel fresh, therefore 
eliminating the need for you to go under a shower or bathe, especially when you're in a hurry. How commercial is this product now? You've got you've got a bottle of the stuff. It's a 250 ml bottle. You've got your um, individual units, your yeah. sachets that you sell. I think at five rand a pop. Um, that 250 mils is probably quite expensive. Um, not necessarily. So when we started the product, we were looking to position the sachet at five rand and the bottles at about 75 rand to 100 rand. That's 15 baths in a bottle, one bath in a sachet. Um, South African people still weren't getting the product. I think we were still not meeting the understanding with the household consumer on how to use the product. And it's only when we went overseas. So it was actually in Switzerland when we did a pitch and said, hey, guys, we sell this thing for five rand. People loved it and said, but it's too cheap. And we said, what do you mean? They said, look, you're a South African startup. You're, you're in Africa. I don't care how, how developed you think you are. Um, five rand tells me that this thing is low quality. So we took the price up to 40 rand. They started buying it. We sell the bottle for five, 500 bucks. They started buying it and they loved it. And we move a lot of the product. But then we still need to make it work as a retail shelf consumer brand because the strategy is to exit it and sell it to Unilever and Procter & Gamble, who've already shown interest in the product. They're also struggling with how would you sell a product like this? How would mm. it make sense to a consumer? I mean, the last time I saw you, you were a little bit down in the dumps. You, you were quite grumpy about the fact that people weren't getting the concept. Um, you've got more bounce back in your step now, and this is six months later. I mean, um, I think I've learned, I learned that it's not, you, it's not the customer's fault when, <laughs> when the customer doesn't understand your product, regardless of how much you might be selling it for for someone else. And what we also managed to do is because we finally managed to crack how to make consumers understand it. So by positioning it as it removes odor, positioning it for specific uses. So we found that the biggest users were actually moms. We thought moms would buy it for bedtime baths to avoid the bedtime bath. Yeah. And it turns out that moms were using it to avoid the morning madness. So in the morning when they have to get ready for work, get lunch for work, everything ready, the kids aren't, can't be bathed. And most moms actually admit to just wiping their face and letting them go off to school in the morning. That's normal. So this is actually <laughs> a hell of a way to guarantee that your kid won't stink when they get to school. Because a lot of teachers have come complaining, saying, hey, a, this a, would be great a, for A lot the of kids. kids have to walk to school. I mean, that's the reality of South Africa. We still have uh, probably the vast majority of kids in South Africa walk to school. True. So you've bathed your kid in the morning. They're still sweaty by the time they get back to school. Yeah. They get to school. They're smelling again. Um, other great situations for use turned out that people used it just for convenience. So 50% of the customers buying the product right now are using it for when they're late for work, when they're traveling long distance, those types of situations when they're not sure about how they can control their full body odor. So it's not a it's not a deodorant. It's not a roll-on. No, but, but you've had greater acceptance out of South Africa than in. True. So most of our customers are actually overseas. Uh, 60% of our product goes to the U.S., 20% to Europe, and then 20% to the remaining markets. And as I said, they buy it at a huge premium, yeah. and they love the product. We haven't had a single complaint about the product as it, uh, as it in itself, but then the big focus is on making, making it work on the shelf because that's what the big companies are interested in. Linda in Joburg wants to know where she can buy it in Joburg. Um, in Johannesburg, you'd have to go online. So right now, it's only available online at those very exorbitant prices that we quoted. We're looking to put it on the retail shelf early next year. Where? Um, lo specifically looking at shops like Clicks, Pick and Pay, those types of setups. And are they, are they up for it? Um, we still have to convince them to do that. So our big focus right now is doing the market validation. We've started with a lot of the uh, 
customer experiments with high school kids and with moms, and we're having really good feedback. The price point is actually something that we've decided. Five Rand is actually the price where people don't think about it. There's no yeah. negotiating. They get it and they buy it immediately. Either they love it or they don't. So we're happy with the research that we've gotten because the big agenda was we want to put it on the shelf and know that it will move. We don't want to be placing bets on marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So what we could really use a lot of help with is corporates coming on board, especially those with an environmental focus on water and hygiene, because we've got a great campaign called the No Bathing Weekend campaign, where companies can come on board and sponsor schools with dry bath, and each school saves about 600,000 liters of water with the dry bath they get. Lynn and Sandra, you pop your headphones on quickly. Lynn and Sandra, Gim, you like this concept of not ever having to bath again, do you? Um, Bruce, hello. Um, you know, we actually walk in the Camino next year. I don't know if you know what that is. The Camino in Spain, one, it's like yes, a three-week exactly trail, right? And one has to do communal showers, and the joke is that I'm never going to be able <laughs> to handle that, which is quite true. So I am absolutely intrigued by this. Also because we carry our own, you know, you carry your own knapsack with all your worldly possessions in it as you walk. So if these come in little sashes, and I can get off bathing and use these, you're in. Wonderful. Lynn and Sandringham, absolutely. But it's got that camping application. It's got precisely as Lynn is doing on the Camino, three weeks of, um, and you don't have to carry water with you. It's perfect for that market. Cape Union Mart interested? Um, we spoke to Cape Union Mart two years ago. The big worry was that they wouldn't be able to move enough units. So they're too specialty for a consumer product like this in terms of pushing a lot of volume. When we spoke to them, they said they don't see themselves moving more than 400 units of the product at the time. It was very early stage. And I also think we as a team just weren't ready to discuss deals of that that size. I mean, the same year we lost a deal with 30 million rand with an Indian distributor just because they wanted it too cheap. Yeah. So that's the big struggle that that we've had. You're learning a lot of lessons as you go along the way. Nimi in uh, West Dean, uh, it's very practical for lots of people in Joburg, isn't it, Nimi? Yes, we've had no water for three days, so we would love your drive-out concept. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, making a jo- you're making a joke of it, but a, a bit completely practical in Joburg today. Joburg water's having pipes pop all over the place. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot of complaints about that. Um, we haven't had Rendwater give us a call to say, hey, guys, can we work Joburg with you water. guys to provide it? Phone Ludwig Marishani. Uh, what a pleasure to see you. And I'm glad that you got your bounce back. I'm glad that you, you're feeling optimistic about the future again. And I really hope um, that you managed to convince the big retailers to carry it and then get South Africans like Nimi and others to buy it. Thank you so much for having me. Ludwig Marishani, the founder of Headboy Industries and the inventor on his cell phone of the dry bar.